my role here is to open your eyes, to expose you to some crucial information that you need for your health and your family's health, to get you to think outside of the box, to look at things from a holistic, whole body approach. I know you're struggling. I know you have some symptoms that you have no idea what's going on and you're frustrated. You go see a doctor and they tell you that everything is okay. It's not okay. There are some things that are absolutely wrecking your health as a woman and you need to know about it. I'm joined today by functional nutritionist, Hope Pedreza. We unpack the key symptoms that you're experiencing, fatigue, inability to lose weight, constipation, bloating, brain fog, insomnia, and then we pinpoint exactly what is driving that symptom. We're uncovering the root issues and helping you identify what is wrecking your health. This is a crucial conversation that will open your eyes. It's all happening today on the Healthy Harmony Podcast. Hey friend, welcome to the Healthy Harmony Podcast, Simple Holistic Wellness for Women. I'm your host, Jennifer Pickett, dietitian turned functional medicine health coach. When it comes to your well-being, do you know what to do, but have a hard time actually doing it? Have you sacrificed your own health for the sake of taking care of everyone else? Are you tired and overwhelmed, but also... Are you looking for answers, ready to take a small step? Holistic wellness doesn't have to be time-consuming or overly complicated. In this podcast, you will discover simple tips to help you take control of your overall wellness. I want to help you make a shift from knowing what to do to actually doing it. If you are ready to feel better, make healthier decisions, address the obstacles standing in your way, and live a life of freedom and harmony, my friend, you're in the right place. Our guest today is Hope Pedreza. Hope is a certified holistic nutritionist, nutrition coach, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, as well as a certified Pilates instructor and founder of In Balance Studio. Hope helps women heal their body, repair their gut, and balance the mind and live in alignment. She is also the host of the podcast, Hopeful and Wholesome. Let's welcome Hope Pedreza. I'm excited to have Hope uh, here with us today. Hope, I know you have you have not come to this part in your journey easily. I know you have got quite the story. So will you share with our listeners uh, your health journey and what that has looked like so far? Yeah, yeah. So I, I grew up with a lot of digestive issues. I was in and out of different doctors. And I mean, I had probably four or five colonoscopies before I was, I don't know, 15 years old, just trying to figure out, you know, what was going wrong. And, and I will say, I, I, I say this story and I don't want to, I wasn't like, there, there are kids who had it much worse than me. I'll just say that. Like I wasn't like, you know, in the hospital all the time, but I just, I had a lot of stomach issues. I was in pain a lot of the time. Um, food caused me a lot of issues. Lots of different foods caused me issues. Um, just discomfort and just, just weird stomach stuff. So anyway, in and out of doctors and all that. And, you know, at the end of the day, the, the final doctor said like, was just like, oh, you have IBS, which is like code for like, we don't know what's wrong with you. So we're just going to say it's IBS and they don't give you any protocol. They don't tell you what to do. It's just like, they send you on your way. And so, you know, as I grew up and I continue to kind of learn more about 
my body and stuff, I took it upon myself to try to just kind of figure out, you know, what it is and kind of um, experiment with things and see if this diet worked, whatever. And so, you know, some years later after reading and stuff, I decided I'd read some books about plant-based diet and I thought, okay, well, I'll try this and just see if it works. And so literally the next day I was like, okay, I'm going to wake up and be vegan. And so I did that. And it was probably a couple of weeks before I realized like, oh my gosh, my body's actually feeling better. My allergies were clearing up. Um, my body felt different. My digestion felt different. My skin was different. Um, you know, prolonged that a little bit longer. I realized I wasn't getting sick as much. I was getting sick just like all the time. And so I realized that that made a huge difference for me. And I, you know, I'm in the boat where I, you know, I'm not saying a plant-based diet is best for everybody, but for me, that was what worked for me. And I, that, that kind of put me on the journey to where I am now. We're really discovering more about nutrition and how it really and truly affects the human body and understanding that there is no, you know, one diet that's best for everybody and that it is all part of the journey to kind of figure out what works best for you and what your body best responds to. And I wanted to kind of use that to help women. And um, that journey just kind of progressed. I, I did a nutrition coaching program, a little quick one I did. And then I eventually wanted to really dive deeper to be able to really reach clients at a deeper level. So I did a two-year program to get my um, degree in it. And then I did my FDMP. So I just kind of progressed. Just the more I learned, the more I wanted to learn. And just kind of how all all the things affect women's health and just all the ways that I could really dive deep and help women get to the bottom of their issues. I love that. And, um, you know, I like how your journey just transpired. And what you said is that we've we've got to figure out what's driving this. Like mm-hmm. what was, you know, and everyone has a personalized journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were able to find something that really worked for you. There's not a one size fits all. We've got to find what works for them. But right. for a lot of women who are listening, they're at that point and they're like, I don't know. Like, I don't even know what next steps to yeah. take. And you and I, with coaching women, we see some of the same struggles. So what are some of the struggles that you're seeing right now with your with your clients? Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the main things right now, I've, I'm finding a trend. And it's funny, I was just talking about this to somebody the other day. I'm finding a trend where women are coming to me with, I'm using air quotes here, hormonal issues. And they're coming to me with all these issues that they're calling hormonal issues. And actually just did a post about this today. But really, I find that hormonal issues are really just a symptom of something else. Like it's not really the root cause. And there's yes, other things yes. going on under the surface that are causing these hormonal issues to, to go wrong in the body, right? And I, I think, you know, estrogen dominance is a big thing that I'm seeing. But again, that's not the root cause. The cause of the issues isn't the estrogen dominance. There's something else going on that's causing the estrogen dominance. So I do think that there is this trend right now of a lot of women dealing with, you know, their hormones just kind of being all over the place and out of whack and causing crazy symptoms in the body. But again, I just find the hormonal issues is just another symptom. And so many times we're in that place and we're like, okay, whatever it is, just fix my hormones, yep. fix my yep. hormones. Mm-hmm. And it's, you can't go, you and I know, you can't go straight there. Straight if we, hormones, if you could, yeah. we would, we would totally <laughs> advise, like we would recommend how you get there really yeah. quick. Yep. There's just no quick fixes, and there's always something driving that. Like you said, it's symptoms. Mm-hmm. So I thought something would be kind of interesting for you and I to do. You and I talk so much about root issues, 
But when it comes to everyone that's listening, they're like, I don't know what the root issue is, but here's my symptoms. Mm -hmm. So I thought you and I would go through some symptoms and then what the root issue could be. So kind of like a little rapid fire, like, you know, so let's just, we'll have fun with this. So, okay. So I'll kick things off. Uh, What about uh, constipation? What can be the root issue driving uh, a woman, driving the issue of a woman having a lot of constipation? Yeah, yeah, that's a good, and there's, of course, as you and I know, there are so many things, so there's going to be multiple answers to all of these, yes. Um, Progesterone levels could be one thing, right? To not enough progesterone could cause um, constipation. That's a problem I have with, you know, women that I work with that are like menopausal or postmenopausal, if they're dealing with constipation, and that low progesterone can drive that. And of course, there are issues that could be, you know, if your, you know, your food isn't being broken down, right? If there's issues with like stomach acid or like not enough pancreatic enzymes or enzymes in the stomach to break down food and it's just kind of sitting there. There could be things like parasites, right? That are just causing your your gut to not function properly. So many things. And it's something that we've really taken for granted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the funny things I've said, I think you will appreciate this. One of the ways I win friends and influence people is I help them poop. Like yes. I, I have people who really love me because I have helped them poop. Yes. I mean, like it totally. used to be a big thing. It used to be a big deal. They lived with constipation. They yep. were bloated and yep. miserable. Yep. And guess what? We worked on and we addressed the root issue. Um, and what I'm finding with constipation is that so many women are just accepting that for, well, this is just how my body yep. is. Like right. it's just, I only go every four or five days. Exactly. Well, that is not normal. Not and normal. you feel miserable. And I know that is part of my health journey is mm-hmm. severe constipation from the time I was a young child. Mm. So we really want to make sure that we address constipation because that is such a major thing. Mm -hmm. And you reference uh, hormone imbalance Mm -hmm. earlier. And I think it's pivotal for women to understand when you're not eliminating your and that stool is sitting there, that waste is sitting there, you reabsorb all the toxins. And that means you're also reabsorbing Estrogen estrogen. and its metabolites. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're going to have problems with estrogen dominance because that waste is sitting there. You're just going to reabsorb everything that's in that stool. So, that's why constipation is so important. Obviously, one of the biggest root problems there is poor gut health, which, you know, you and I talk about all the time. Um, But there's a lot of things that can be going on. So, I love how you brought up, you know, the low progesterone and as as we get older. Um, And two, here's the other thing I was talking about this morning with a client of mine right before we hopped on to record. Um, When our body is constantly stressed Mm -hmm. and in fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Your digestion system doesn't know what to do. It's right. (laughs) Right. I mean, that blood flow is diverted to the extremities because your body literally thinks there's a tiger. I either need to run. I need to turn around and fight. So Mm -hmm. I think that's something else we have to address um, is is stress when it comes to constipation. Okay. The next one, Mm -hmm. inability to lose weight. Yes. What could be the driving uh, factor there? Yes. And I'm, you know, pretty sure all the ones we just talked about also ring true for this yes. one as well, yes. right? So things like estrogen dominance, right? When you've got too much to, too much estrogen in the body, that can make it difficult for you to lose weight. Um, overall inflammation, and you're talking about stress. I think stress is a big thing. You get in this this pattern of, the, of chronic stress, and your cortisol levels are either through the roof or they're like bottomed out. And so that's going to affect your blood sugar. And so it's going to really affect your metabolism because your blood sugar is just like, you know, 
crazy all the time. You're, you're, you know, borderline insulin resistant when you get to that point and you just, your blood sugar is just out of control. So it messes up your metabolism. Um, and then of course your gut too, right? Your gut is really equally responsible for all the things. So, you know, whether it's dysbiosis or there are pathogens or parasites, it's going to affect it as well. So, so true. So many good things. And that's such a big, huge topic. And so many women come to us and are like, just help me lose weight. Help me lose weight. I know I need to eat less and and move more. Um, okay. We had a little blip because we had some technical difficulties and we were having such a good conversation about inability to lose weight and this whole concept, you know, women come to us and they're saying, I know I just need to eat less and move more because that is like the dominating factor. Everybody's being yep. sold yep. that bill of goods and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So let's talk more about inability to lose weight mm-hmm. and that whole concept of eating less and moving more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, first, I think the biggest piece they're missing is the piece that you mentioned earlier, which is the stress, driving the chronic inflammation. That's just, I mean, they're just, their bodies in like, you're talking about this fight or flight stage where it's just holding on to everything. You know, it's holding on to any nutrients or anything that it's getting in. It's holding on to to body fat because it thinks it's in like survival mode. And that's the thing. When your body thinks it's in survival mode, that's what it's made to do is just hold on to fat. It's like, oh, I don't know when I'm going to get my next meal or the next, you know, source of nutrients or whatever. And then you get into the phase where the stage where you're, you are eating less, right. And working out more. And so now you're just driving up even more stress because you're probably not digging enough calories and nutrients. And then you're working out like crazy, which drives up even more stress in the body and so it's just like this chronic perpetual cycle of stressing out your body in just multiple ways. Like I always say, stress is stress. And mm-hmm. so not getting enough nutrients mm-hmm. is a form of stress. Yep. Over-exercising is a form of stress. And yep. again, we're kind of battling against a lot of forces that are just trying to make money. And I get hope, and you can relate to this, I get so fired up because there's some really bad coaches out there yes. that are making these women submit pictures and, you know, um, of like before and after pictures and and a picture of the scale and what they're eating. And like they are being berated if they go up a pound. And I'm like, oh, my word, like no wonder. And it's also causing a very, very disordered relationship with food. With food. And yep. food needs to be a positive relationship. And we right. have children to teach. Mm-hmm. Who's going to teach them about food nutrition? Like that comes to us. So we yeah. have a big role here. And it's, it goes so far beyond like eat less and move more. Like yeah. there's a lot of things at play. Right. Okay. So the next one, uh, a common denominator we hear from a lot of women is brain fog. Mm-hmm. What could be driving brain fog? Yeah. Well, once again, like we've been talking about, it's the the inflammation, right, which is causing a lot of issues. So um, I want to say hormones, but really, like I said before, the hormones are really just a, you know, it's just another symptom. I think most of it really comes down to the gut and it comes down to, you know, whether it's dysbiosis in the gut, whether it's an imbalance of good and bad bacteria. And it's, and as, you know, as a lot of your listeners may know, like there's a lot of neurotransmitters that are made in your gut, like your happy hormone, serotonin, for example, most of it, 95% is made in your gut. And if your gut is not functioning properly and it's not making that, then all those happy hormones, they're not getting anywhere. So brain fog and, um, you know, mood disorders and all those things are really a huge symptom of just a disordered gut. 
So true. And it's so frustrating for women because we have, we feel like we have so much on us and we, we certainly do. And then we have a brain that feels like it's not working. Like my expression is, I feel like I can't think straight and I don't know where I got that from. That has to be a deep Southern expression, but um, you know, we, we have, we're dealing with this brain fog at a time where we want to be at our best. We want to have that mental clarity. What's so, what's so pivotal, though, is I work with women on gut health every single day, had some good follow-up visits this morning, and um, when someone says, my brain fog is better, I just feel like I have more yes. mental clarity, and mm-hmm. I just, like, I get chills, I just want to stand mm-hmm. up and cheer, you know, I love seeing the progress that is made when we address the root problem, when we yeah. address gut health and yeah. dysbiosis. Mm-hmm. So the next one I would say uh, would be uh, bloating. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me like what could be driving uh, bloating? Yeah. So a lot, of the t- a lot of the times I find that, well, let's see, I can go two different directions here. So a lot of it has to do with stomach acid, right? If you don't have enough stomach acid, you're not breaking down, you're having trouble breaking down protein, right? And so it's going to cause you to feel bloated and then that can lead to other things like constipation and stuff. So when your food is not being broken down, that's an issue. A lot of times I find that the reason your food isn't being broken down, now it could be dysbiosis, but a lot of times it's also mineral imbalances. And I know we haven't really talked about that, but a lot of times when there's mineral imbalances, that's causing your, you know, issues with stomach acid. And so then you're, you're just have a hard time breaking down food. So mineral imbalances like, you know, sodium and magnesium, potassium, those, those big four, sodium, magnesium, potassium, and calcium can have a lot to do with how your food is being broken down. So true. Okay. So how would someone know if they don't have enough stomach acid? Let's go there. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So there's a couple things you can do. You can do, there's a few tests you can do to kind of you know, test to see how much stomach acid you have, or if you quote, you know, have enough. Um, there's the, like the baking soda test where you, you know, drink some water with baking soda and you see how long it takes you to burp, right? There's, um, there's a, a test you can do where you kind of like chew on some, um, like pickled ginger and then you take a uh, betaine HCL and kind of see how long it takes for you to feel the burning. So there's a couple ways you can do it there. I love it. And again, something we're not looking at, um, and we're going to talk about medications here in a little bit, but before we go further, one of the big symptoms and complaints that we're hearing from women is fatigue, like mm-hmm. not having enough energy. So what is one of the main root problems that's contri- that's contributing to that? Mm-hmm. I really, I'm going to go back to my mineral imbalances there because I find that's a huge culprit. And yes, it's going to be your adrenals and your thyroid and all that, but why are your adrenals and your thyroid not functioning properly? It's that your minerals are out of balance. Um, specifically, we're talking about potassium, sodium, magnesium. Um, when those are out of whack and when they're not balanced in the right way, your adrenals are going to struggle. Sodium, I find, is a huge one. This is kind of going down a rabbit hole. We don't have to go all the way down, but I find that sodium is a huge one. Your adrenals use more sodium than, than any other part of your body. And I think a lot of times we're so worried about you know high blood pressure and, oh, not too much sodium, but your body need sodium. Now I'm not talking about like table salt, like refined sodium, like in table salt, talking like sodium, like good quality sodium, like from like Celtic gray sea salt is always my recommendation for people, Mm -hmm. but your body needs sodium. And I have had, actually just had a message from one of my clients, um, this week and brain fog and, um, like crazy PMS and all these, you know, she had the typical symptoms and I've been having her take electrolytes and like when it's, when it's time for menstruation, let's like amp up the electrolytes and let's put some salt in your water. And that has like changed things for her. Just that little bit of extra support from the sodium and some electrolytes has totally changed things. 
And see, this is something that is I just now outside of our circle of functional medicine, I just feel like women do not understand this, mm-hmm. how important electrolyte balance are. And there mm-hmm. are some really good like electrolytes out there. But also, mm-hmm. like you said, I recommend the Celtic sea salt, mm-hmm. putting a fourth of a teaspoon of, of that in water mm-hmm. to drink soon as you wake up in the morning, very, very beneficial. But again, we've been sold this this concept of, oh my God, low sodium, low yep. sodium, low sodium. Yep. Um, and especially if you're on a health journey and you're eating very healthy and you're not having the processed foods, which you don't need, mm-hmm. you're not getting as much sodium. Exactly. And so the adrenals need that sodium. Yep. So thank you so much for going down that rabbit hole. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I wanted you to do. So mm-hmm. thank you for reading my mind, Hope. Mm-hmm. That was perfect. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I think along with fatigue, I wanted to talk about insomnia because mm-hmm. so many women are having sleep disturbances insomnia, and that's really driving the fatigue. But what could be driving that insomnia? Let's go there. Yeah. So I find most of the time when my women that I talk to are dealing with sleep issues, whether it's insomnia or, you know, maybe it's not clinical insomnia, but, you know, close to it. It's typically a blood sugar issue. It's a cortisol issue. It could be a blood sugar issue where either your blood sugar is like totally bottoming out in the middle of the night, it's waking you up because you either went too long without eating or you didn't eat enough you know, protein, carbs, fat, or whatever before you went to bed. Um, Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you ate something super sugary that spiked your blood sugar and it's waking up in the middle of the night. And then for cortisol, when you have this like crazy cortisol pattern, that can be a huge driver of sleep issues. So your cortisol should start out higher in the day and it kind of works in a wave and it kind of goes down at night, right? And then when your cortisol goes down, your melatonin should go up. Well, if if your hormones, hormone hormones are out of whack, your adrenals are out of whack because the cortisol comes from your adrenals, then your cortisol pattern is going to be totally wonky and it can be too high at night. And so, you know, it's messing up your melatonin level. So that's, it's waking you up. It's keeping you from being able to get that good sleep. It makes such a big difference. And we get that. I love running that saliva cortisol test Mm -hmm. on women because it's so very, very insightful. And that way Mm -hmm. we know exactly what's happening with the adrenal glands. We know Exactly. If someone has the HPA axis dysfunction. And so that's something that I addressed on the last podcast is just kind of introducing it. Because again, these are things that you and I are discussing every day in our circle of functional medicine. This is commonly discussed. But I think for most people starting on their health journey or at that frustration point of something is happening and I don't know what's happening and I can't get answers for those people, they don't know about adrenals. Right. They don't know about HPA axis dysfunction and yep. how important mineral balance is. So that's why I thank you for going down this little journey <laughs> with me and, and, and us kind of going rapid fire through these things. So um, I want us to talk medications next. Um, women are put on a lot of different medications. I have said before, it is the fastest way to get a woman to shut up. You go into a uh, doctor's office hmm. and you don't have time to listen with you. They will never ask the question, well, why is that happening? I know I have personally been told by my doctor, you're just a busy mom. It, that was not it. That oh was my not gosh. the news. Yeah. <laughs> oh so, women are going through this every day yes. and they need to get you in and get you out. And yep. the fast way to get you out is to shut you up by putting you on a medication. And uh, I want us to talk about medications. What are you seeing with your clients? Yeah. What medications are causing the biggest issues? Yeah. Good question. Such a question and such an important conversation. I would say 
first and foremost is birth control. And I talk about this all the time on Instagram and I'm sure people get to see me talking about it, but I can't stop talking about it. I was on birth control for years. So I, you know, I, I know this firsthand, but birth control in IUDs, people think they're doing themselves a favor by getting an IUD, even the copper IUDs like, Oh, it doesn't have hormones. It's copper. And then if they come to me, cause now they have, they're experiencing symptoms of copper toxicity cause they've been on these copper IUDs. So no, the copper IUD is no better than the hormonal IUD. It causes a whole different set of, of issues. And with the birth control, you know, oh, the birth control, heck he goes so many directions with this. It's, it's just, you know, like you said, it is, it is a way to get people to shop. And it's like, oh, well, let's balance out your hormones. They're, they're just imbalanced. Give you birth. First of all, birth control doesn't balance out your hormones. It just no, suppresses not your at period. All. Yeah. So it's suppressing your period. So now your your hormones really don't even know how to work properly because it's like you've got these synthetic hormones that are telling you what to do. Not only that, but it's causing mineral imbalances. We were just talking about mineral, imba- mineral imbalances. So it's causing mineral imbalances. It's causing dysbiosis in the gut. And there are actually scientific studies. I had someone leave some snarky comments on a post I had made a while back about like, you know, basically like you don't know what you're talking about. And I ended up posting back like, hey, here's some studies. You can literally go find these scientific studies that have evidence to the dysbiosis that birth control causes, to your increased risk of irritable bowel disorders, disease, to the increased risk of mineral bowel, all of these things. It's, 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 it's shown. Um, liver disease and liver dysfunction, all of these are risks of birth control. It's so much strain on your liver and on your detox organs. So that's my soapbox for birth control. But yes, birth control is probably the first one. And then I think the other one I see the most often is thyroid medications. And I understand that there is a time and place, that there is a time and place for thyroid medications. And especially if somebody is like borderline, like your thyroid is like dead, like, okay, there are time and place. But I also think a lot of doctors are too quick to put you on the thyroid medications without trying other things first. You know, if you're not already full-blown Hashimoto's, like, there are other things you can do to help save your thyroid and balance yes. out your thyroid. And turn that around. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. But again, um, and here's what I want to point out. These doctors have no training in that. Right. The only thing they have training in is medications and procedures. Right. And I hope my eyes have been opened. I mean, I've been in this space now for so long um, uh, in healthcare and health and wellness, but my eyes were really open recently as I was discussing this with some doctors and, um, and it was brought to my attention. So many of the medical schools are funded by, um, by pharmaceutical companies. Yep. Yep. And that mm-hmm. is a problem. Like yep. that is a huge problem. Yep. Totally. Totally. hundred percent. And you know, I have clients that come to me that are on this medication for their thyroid, but they also deal with anxiety. Well, you know what a side effect of most of these thyroid medications are is anxiety. So again, another hope. Thank you for your patience today. We're having just a few little minor technical difficulties. <laughs> hey, it's the name of the game, right? <laughs> it really is. Technology often fails us. Uh, I'm just so glad we get to do this uh, over uh, over technology, so we won't beat up over right. it too bad. Right. But we were discussing thyroid medications and just how quickly a doctor is to prescribe a medication before really investigating what's going on. And I think it's important to point out, if someone has thyroid issues, you need to be working with a practitioner and you need to be working with someone very skilled to help turn your thyroid around and not just depend on your doctor who is just going to throw you on a a medication and forget about you. Um, Are there any other medications that you feel are really wrecking a woman's health? 
Let's see. I'm trying to think of the ones that I'm most familiar with, the most common that I come th- – well, the other one I come in, and I don't want to say – I don't want to downplay anything also. So just let me like preface it by saying that. Um, but the other one I see a lot is anxiety medication. And I know anxiety is a real thing, so I'm not like dismissing any of that or – you know. Um, but I oftentimes – again, it's kind of like the third medication. I feel like doctors just – oh. You're just experiencing – actually, I've had clients – I just had a conversation a couple weeks ago with a new client of mine. She was she, – she, she's like – at this point, she's like, I don't even think I ever had anxiety. But I went in for all these symptoms and the doctor didn't even do any tests. It was like, oh, you just have anxiety and just wrote a script right then in there for anxiety. And she's like, I didn't even come in for anxiety. Like, why am I getting put on anxiety medication? And then the anxiety medication is making her constipated and feel weird and just not feel like herself. And so I think that's another one that doctors are really quick to put you on when it – it's not even the issue. And the other thing is, even if it is the issue, like let's dig a little deeper and see if we can address some of the underlying causes instead of just throwing medication on it. For sure. For sure. And I see the same thing. Women coming to me and they're on numerous anti-anxieties mm-hmm. and antidepressants. Yep. And by the way, that's caused a lot of weight gain too. Yep. So, you know, yep. when they, they get put on a medication, they go back to see the doctor and the doctor says, hey, how you doing? And mm-hmm. she's like, I'm, I'm not doing good at all. I've gained exactly. weight. I don't feel any better. And he's like, oh, okay, well, let's add one. We'll yep. add this one. Yep. And so, I mean, it becomes a chemical storm in their body. So totally. you've got these women and I'm talking like young women. When I'm seeing young women, like 20 years old, and yep. they're on so many different medications and it's not helping. They don't feel better. They feel worse. Worse. And then you start Mm -hmm. taking medications to deal with the side effects of other medications. Mm -hmm. So it's like a huge, huge thing. And then the other thing I'll point out, you know, as we move to the next one is, um, is ibuprofen. And I think, you know, if Mm. you're having a lot of pain and you feel like you need to take ibuprofen on a daily basis and you need to be carrying that in your purse and have that sitting right there on your desk, that is a really good indication that something is going on. Yep. Like that is something that needs to be addressed. Yep. Is there, are there any other medications that you want to make sure that we talk about? I think that probably covers the ones I see the most often. And that was a good point with about just like the over-the-counter stuff because I definitely see that as well too. So that's a good, that's a good point. That one, and then you brought up stomach acid earlier, mm-hmm. and so the proton pump inhibitors, the yes. stomach, the, the acid-reducing yes. meds, yes. you know, that is causing horrific problems because we need stomach acid like it's there for a reason we need it and so the medications are doing more harm than good and so it's always a it's always in my mind a conversation about risk versus benefit is Mm -hmm. this going to bring me benefit well how much risk am I uh, assuming here by taking this and so it's something that has to be discussed this has been such a a really good conversation and I think very eye-opening for our listeners. So I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you for having me. Um, so what would you encourage, just as we as we depart ways here, how would you encourage someone who is saying, you know what, I don't know what next steps to take. I'm very confused. I'm very overwhelmed. Um, I don't know what to do on my health journey. I feel like I've been given bad advice my whole life. How would you advise that person? That's a good question. I, I'd say first and foremost, and I I talk about this a lot, just in, in terms of just life in general, but especially when it comes to your health, first and foremost is listening to your intuition. And I think a lot of times, you know, like you were talking about women just getting kind of shut up by doctors and stuff. I think a lot of times women um, get 
conditioned to not listen to their intuition and to kind of tune it out because their intuition is telling them, well, I need to go to the doctor because something doesn't feel right, but then their doctor brushes them off. And so then they question their intuition. We're like, well, okay, maybe I was wrong. If your intuition is telling you something is wrong and something isn't working right, then listen to your intuition and find a practitioner that is gonna listen to you and is going to um, you know, listen without judging or dismissing you. And really and truly, I think it comes down to, and this is, you know, maybe tooting both of our horns a little bit, but finding a functional practitioner who, and that's what they do. Like they're not, they're not there to just treat the symptoms and then, you know, pass, pass the buck, right? We're here to like listen and to like connect dots and find patterns. And that's what you need. Somebody who, who will take the time to connect the dots, find patterns and really get to the bottom of what's going on. I love that. I love how you put that. Um, and, you know, to find someone who will listen, mm-hmm. who is not going to make you feel guilty, make you feel ashamed, give you something that is completely realist, unrealistic for your life, but right. someone to really be a partner with you, to be on your team that you yeah. feel encouraged afterwards. You don't feel discouraged and overwhelmed. Um, so, yes, toot our horns for sure. <laughs> um, I definitely want you to, uh, to let everyone know where they can find you. Uh, so if they want to connect after this podcast, they can easily find you. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. I'm at the Hope Pedraza. I have a free Facebook group. It's Live Wholesome and Healthy, and it's just all things functional nutrition, functional wellness. Um, I'm into human design, so I talk about that there too. And then I also have a podcast, Live Hopeful and Wholesome, all things just health, wellness, and inspiration. I love it. You've been such a fun guest. Thank you so much. Um, It feels like we could have just been like sitting in a coffee shop or something or at a juice bar and just having a good conversation. So we just wanted everybody to be a part of our conversation and some things that we encounter every day because you and I both have the same heart. We just want to help others get to the root of your issues and help you feel better so you can live a fulfilling life. So Hope, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. So eye-opening. Let's continue this conversation on Facebook in our community, Functional Medicine for Weight Loss, Body, Mind, Soul, Wellness for Women. I'll put that link right in the show notes and you can join us there because clearly this is a conversation that we need to keep happening. There is a There are things that are wrecking your health and your eyes have got to be open to that. So it doesn't end here. So hop over to Facebook, join us on our community page, and uh, we will continue the conversation there. Until then, thanks for allowing me to be your coach and to be your advocate. Don't forget, I believe in you.